Hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I, I, I'm doing as well as can be expected considering I have been up since four this morning. It's uh, as of recording half past seven in the evening. I've just had a coffee <laughs> to try uh, to try and power through this podcast recording. And also, Josh, I've had um, in, a, in a strange Florida twist of fate, I've actually had a cronut. A cronut? A cronut, yes. Now, I know I regularly wax lyrical about the quality of the cookie at Universal Studios Nine's Adventure. However, there was an occasion, I don't think last time I was there, but the time before, where I did actually experiment and didn't have a cookie and in fact had a cronut, which I hadn't had before, and was quite impressed. Not so impressed that I would put it above the cookie, but I was impressed, and so to have one today was a pleasant surprise. Apparently they were giving them away for free at our local Marks & Spencer, not a sponsor. There is a there is a uh, bakery or restaurant in London that is like famous for the cronut. I think that's like where it was invented. Oh, really? I would have had it down as, a, as an American invention, 100%. No, apparently not. It just seems to me that when it comes to, on paper anyway, unnecessarily uh, combining foods, which uh, alone are already uh, not particularly healthy, it seems like, uh, yeah, the US is it goes above and beyond when it comes to doing that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm sceptical about this, but I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do some research after the podcast and get to the bottom of this. Uh, I don't suppose you've been to this cafe. Uh, no, it's, it's not a cafe. It's a, like a, it's quite a... Uh, fancy location, I believe. Oh, well, I'm not interested then. I don't go anywhere fancy. <laughs> I don't know about you. But uh, yeah, other uh, than that, other than um, having to load up with coffee at a, a silly hour to be having coffee, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, how's your week, Josh? I, I hear you've been doing some streaming for all our fans. <laughs> I have. I've uh, been live twice this week. Wow. You're basically yeah. a celebrity. Basically. Um, yeah. Uh, I believe uh, Ben came along to watch um, yesterday. <laughs> he uh, so I I was live a uh, Monday with Parkitect, um, where I've started the campaign from the very beginning, uh, and then yesterday I played some Disneyland Adventures. Um, <laughs> yeah, and after the Parkitect event, Ben tweeted me uh, tweeted us saying, uh, you know, I'll watch next time. Hopefully." It won't be Disneyland Adventures or something along those lines. Uh, and it was. It was Disneyland Adventures, so lucky him. Yes, I have some experience with Disneyland Adventures. It's very bad, but it, it is kind of... I mean, j just the, the virtual recreation of Disneyland is, is quite good, so it's got that going for it. And, and as someone who likes Disney parks, I can I can get something out of it, but... It's extremely shallow, and the actual interactivity and, and the kind of more structured elements of that game, uh, sort of how you experience the rides and things, is um, is not much fun. So I uh, I kind of want to hundred percent the game now. Why? Um, well, this there seems to be a lot a lot to it. Um, I did a fair amount. Like I did one level from quite a lot of the rides at least. Um, and I was only 6% of the way through completion. Oh, my, so. oh my goodness. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll 
I guess you could make that like a, a stream project, you know. You could commit to this. I'm going to 100% yeah. Disneyland Adventures on stream. Next Thursday, 6.30pm UK time. Oh, you've got a schedule going. I've got a schedule, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Parkitect's on a Tuesday now, and uh, <laughs> um, Disneyland Adventures on a Thursday. Oh, nice. Well, I, I think if you stick to a schedule, that'll be fun, and then I'll be like the enigma. I'm just going to stream when I damn well feel like it. I have told myself, because obviously, Josh, since last week, you have set up a YouTube channel uh, for the purposes of archiving our Twitch live streams. And um, you've you've managed to salvage a few of those. But one that hasn't been salvaged was my Scream Ride stream. So I feel like oh, just God, for yeah. posterity, I need to restream Scream Ride just so that it can go on the YouTube channel. So I may well do uh, some of that. <laughs> Uh, I could yeah, also I mean, slip my wrists live on the camera. Thing that everyone is asking for is more screen ride. Uh, absolutely, and I, I I have to deliver what the people want, and and oh, then I sure. I will also stream some Disneyland adventures. I feel like I need to play some because we will do a podcast about that in the next couple of weeks, and so yeah, I, I need to re uh, refamiliarize myself with that game so that I can talk about it in an educated and well-informed way, which is, of course, the only way I talk about things on this podcast. <laughs> we uh, are the most educated and well-informed people on this planet. <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And as you get as well, again, said Josh last week, I think it was you anyway, it might have been me, I can't remember, but uh, one sort of upside about uh, playing theme park video games right now is that it seems as though... We could at any moment be uh, back in lockdown as in sort of, hey, you, you should just stay at home uh, and not go to the pub or to work or to the cinema or whatever. So um, it may well be that streaming could be a, a nice tonic to the uh, stay indoors orders if they are to be resumed. Seems like they could be in the next few weeks. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm certainly enjoying it. Uh, I'm learning how to do some more stuff on Parkitect. Um, I'm coming along with some of that stuff, so it's, it's good fun. Excellent. Um, speaking of the cinema, actually, I did see Bill and Ted face the music this week. Not theme park related, but it was good fun. And uh, for these troubling times, perhaps the perfect tonic. So if you're Bill and, Bill and Ted, uh, often at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. In the oh, well, in the past, it has been anyway. It was a regular occurrence. Uh, it had like a stage show sort of thing. Oh, wow. I mean, Bill and Ted isn't... I wouldn't consider Bill and Ted scary or even creepy or mildly, mildly chilling. I, the, the creepiest thing about it, I guess, is that uh, is, is, is there is definitely some um, uh, questionable fondness between family members, if I could put it like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be perhaps uh, where where the creepy vibes come from. But yeah, I wouldn't call Bill and Ted a horror. What's it doing at Halloween Horror Nights? I don't know. <laughs> Great. Um, maybe maybe we should find a copy of it and watch it and uh, do a podcast on it. Maybe we I'm should. Pretty sure there is a a uh, someone's recorded put it on YouTube a version of it before. I did actually on the topic of uh, sort of questionable connections. I did just before we started recording. I was listening to another podcast, uh, not to plug a rival, obviously. Uh, it was a video games podcast, and they were talking about the latest expansion pack for The Sims Four, which I didn't realise was Star Wars themed. But not just that is specifically Galaxy's Edge themed, and I wondered if that was a potential curveball qualifier for the theme park video game series that we do. 
What, what do you think of that? Uh, I I was have also just been listening to that exact same podcast. <laughs> um, maybe I don't own Sims though, and I feel like Sims is expensive. Uh, I'm not sure unless it's I, in EA Access these days. It probably is, right? It's quite old now. No, Sims Four. Don't know. Um, yeah. I'll, do poll, I'll do a poll, Josh. I'll do a poll. That went that went well last time, and we'll see what the people say. Is Sims 4 Galaxy's Edge a theme park game or not? I guess if it's a yes, then I eventually have to stream it. But um, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess I could, I think. Sims is on that. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, that's, that's all the kind of fluff and nonsense out of the way, I think. Uh, well, that's, that's not true. The, this whole show is is a stuff and nonsense, really. But uh, that's all the kind of not theme park news stuff and nonsense out of the way uh, because we do have some theme park news to talk about this week josh I, i've picked out a few stories that i thought we could talk about on this week's oh my God. show yes uh, i've got them up here in no particular order i'm gonna steamroll them through and uh, and we'll see how we get on now uh, josh i don't know if you knew this but there's a pandemic on what yeah there's a pandemic on. It's been going on for about seven years, uh, by my count. It, it certainly feels that way, anyway. I, I, it has, I like, keep actually been six months or something, right? I know. I keep thinking this, like, what is going on with the, with the? I think I think the last couple of days, especially because it does feel like the the the, the news agenda certainly, and you know the way the cases are ramping up, it does feel like we're teetering on the edge of a big decision here. You know, are we gonna are we gonna go lockdown again? Are we gonna are we going to try and do what they maybe wanted to do last time and just hold off and not do it? Or are they going to end up doing it, but it's too late? You know, there's a few different options yeah. and it's all, you know, bringing back memories, of course, of, of sort of March time. And uh, I think that's what's made me sort of realise and had me thinking to myself, what the hell's happened to this year? Like it simultaneously surprised. feels really long and really short. Yes. Uh, I was quite surprised by how low... The numbers were in London. Yeah, so uh, the numbers came out today. That like the one of the key numbers they look at right is the infection rate. So per hundred thousand people, I think it is. And if you, if it, if yeah. it hits fifty in a given area, that's where they start getting a bit uh, getting itchy feet about putting in some restrictions. And I think fifty seems quite low to me still, but I guess so. But yeah, you know, I'm it's that scientist. exponential growth, Josh. Uh, you got you got to keep on top of it, and you can't. You know, if you if you have that attitude for too long, it will be too late. There's Is some, that fifty a day? That's some wisdom for you. Uh, I don't actually know, to be fair, but uh, like I said, I'm I try not to provide misinformation on this podcast, Josh, and I don't know, so I, I won't comment. But uh, I think yes, they, they've gone up in London recently in, in certain boroughs anyway but i still think the highest in london is only in sort of the high 30 mark so it's nowhere in london is yet a sort of area of concern which i'm also surprised by i suppose but maybe there maybe that says something about how much of the virus was going around in london earlier in the year and how many people have already had it and maybe have built up some immunity of of sorts i don't know i'm not a scientist imagine Believe obviously our track and trace system well it's still in a complete state but our testing was in a state and our track and tracing was in a complete state at the time. So imagine how many people had it that we don't even know about. Mm, it's true. Well, Tons Josh, I mean, you know, you know, 
We're, we're constantly told that we have a world-class track and trace system in place, a world-beating track and trace system. So maybe, Josh, the argument should be is, well, if you've got a world-class track and trace system, what's the point of having one if you're only going to have uh, a low number of cases? So it's just as well we're getting thousands of cases because now we can prove just how world-beating our track and trace system is, Josh. Y yes. Yeah. There we are. Yeah, hadn't thought about it like that, had you? I hadn't. Anyway, um, where how did we get onto this? A pandemic. There's a pandemic on Josh, and it shut pandemic, some theme yeah. parks earlier in the year. Um, what? Most of them have reopened by now, but you, some that have not are Disney's, uh, specifically Disney World's water parks. They have not opened since closing uh, back in March. Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, and it's now been confirmed that they will not open until March 2021, which means it will be pretty much an entire year that wow. they have been shut. Um, I and yet Volcano Bay is open. Volcano Bay is open, yes. Well, that would have seemed unprecedented. Well, it is unprecedented. But it would have seemed unthinkable in March, I, I would have thought, that, that they could stay closed for the entire year. Of course, it is worth noting that you know Disneyland... California and Universal Studios Hollywood have not reopened yet either, but obviously all the Florida parks have, uh, but these two have not. Um, I mean, does that? It's a. I don't. You've been to Thought Park Norton Towers, so I think, you know. Generally speaking, you're open to getting back out there, or have been open to getting back out there. Would water parks, if that if some were available to you, would they, would they have been off the cards for you? Uh, yeah, not on your life. <laughs> yeah um, I, I don't i mean i don't know how the transfer rate goes up or goes down in swimming pools and that sort of thing i mean obviously there's quite a lot of chlorine so i don't know how that works yeah but um yeah it just seems like you're you're always almost constantly touching something that someone else is touching mm. so whereas you can refrain from touching things in a normal theme park and then, like, go on a roller coaster and anti-back straight away. When you're in a swimming pool, it's quite hard to do that without accidentally touching your face or your ears. Or Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I would assume that that has something to do with it. You know, people staying away, maybe they, they feel, I think, inherently that the water parks... Uh, maybe less hygienic than, than a standard theme park or have the potential to be, whether that's well-founded or not is another thing I, I i'd imagine that a big part of it as well though is obviously financial from disney's perspective and it's well yeah. may, maybe it's just not cost effective to, I'd, I'd imagine for example people's average spend at a water park is way lower than it would be at a, at a normal theme park so even though they're obviously operating the four main theme parks at so disney world has a reduced capacity um they still feel like it's worthwhile them opening them because of the the ticket prices, but then also how much people will spend in the parks on merch and food and stuff like that. I think all of those... Yeah, the water parks are generally things that you get in addition to your actual theme park ticket, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I'd imagine a large proportion of the Disney water park crowd are, are tourists from abroad or elsewhere in America who have bought two-week Disney World tickets that just so happen to include the water parks I doubt you're getting many people who are going to the water parks for a one-off day. And if you are, you're probably a local. So, yeah, actually, I think that's a fair point. 
and it's probably the main reason why they have remained shut because there's, there are very few tourists, if any, in Florida right now. Yeah. But on the plus side, Josh, it does mean if they're not open opening till March, uh, I, I still have doubts that uh, I will be going to Florida in the spring. I, I don't really see anything changing significantly enough. But if they do, that's plenty of time for me to uh, sort out these washboard abs of mine, get them in shape. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Number one on my list, that is, is uh, washboard abs. Uh, washboard abs for yourself, you mean? Not my wash, not not to see my no, washboard specifically, abs. No, I, yeah, I want to see you get washboard abs. That is the... Uh, oh, I see. I want a Rocky Four esque montage. <laughs> no, I was I was going I was more going for the um you know the Daniel Craig and the blue speedos emerging from the sea in Casino Royale. That's the look I'm that, hoping to achieve. That's the last scene of the montage. Oh I see. Okay. So you want a training montage yeah. topped off with me walking through uh, but instead of course this scenic uh see him you know, is is that in Italy where that he does that? I can't remember where he is in uh no, uh, it's uh, like the Dominican Republic or something like that. It's oh is it, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I believe Yeah, rather than be, that it'll be, be me in a wave pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with armbands on because I can't swim very well. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, they won't have been able to fit over my huge muscles. Of course, yeah, getting dragged out by a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. From and the of course, you know, the, the timing will be perfect because no time to die. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have been out by then. I have a terrible feeling that the, the, the waves of this disease are coinciding with the bond, the bond release, uh, oh. and it, the film will never see the light of day. It's always just too far off. If it had been due That's... two weeks earlier in April, it might have come out. If it was due in two weeks from now, or even right now, which it could be, could because be, it's done, right? It's The film is finished. It could just come out. But it's coming out in November, and who knows what the state of the world or the country will be by then. Um, <laughs> you just, but... You've just come off... Uh, you just created two uh, James Bond film titles as well there. Um, the Light of Day and... Uh, just too far off I, I feel uh, <laughs> coronavirus based James Bond films <laughs> theme park Tom is Ian Fleming's 007 in too far off too far off is a rubbish name for a Bond title hey they made a film called Die Another Day that's true that's true and it had a it had an equally awful theme tune so um, they couldn't. Yeah. They surely I, couldn't. I, can't uh, I found worse. out something about that the other day, actually. Uh, something about there's that massive ice palace. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently, uh, that's on like a massive uh, fjord that was privately owned. Right. Like a massive glacier that was privately owned, and uh, he just allowed film crews to go and film up there, or whatever. The uh, government had to take the land off them because of like the environmental damage they were doing from doing all this filming. Okay. So uh, it's now government-owned and no filming can no longer be done there anymore. Oh, that's a shame. That was, hmm. that was that's the type of place I'd want to see, like, I don't know, if we ever get that long-awaited sequel to Batman and Robin, uh, that could be Mr. Freeze's lair. Oh, Did Mr. Freeze cool. die in Batman and Robin? I can't remember. Did he um, die? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think he did, actually. I think he survived. Again. 
Um, anyway, uh, of course, yeah. So if I get my washboard abs, that's how we got onto this, uh, by March, then I'll also, as well as looking fantastic at Typhoon Lagoon, um, there, I, I, may, I may get the Bond gig, Josh, because it'll be up for grabs by then. Yeah, we said this last time, though. It's true. Daniel Craig screwed me. It'll be it'll, oh, oh goodness. <laughs> Let's leave Two that. Until, it's an hour, still an hour, ten minutes till the watershed, by my reckoning. So if we're still going in an hour, ten minutes, at this rate, we may well be. Because <laughs> um, then we'll start talking about how Daniel Craig screwed you. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. Do you think I mean, if No Time to Die just keeps getting delayed, like Daniel Craig will be doing the press circuit for No Time to Die when he's like 80, 80 years old and film's still not out? So, Daniel, are you going to do another Bond film? No. Oh, he's like he's like 106 and they're like, I can't believe you've made it this old. It's like, well, I've got no time to die. Oh. Wink I think, I think this off. title feels like if if the villain or or any character saying the name of the Bond film... It's going to make a comeback. This feels like a film where it could happen. Yes. Although I quite like the idea of, um, uh, like Bond saying to, uh, what's the villain's name? Freddie Mercury, saying like, uh, "It's time to surrender," and then he says, "No, time to die." Oh, that's good. And that's why, Josh, there is uh, script writing in my future. <laughs> Writing news is all just a precursor to writing movies. And then uh, Bond is on the top of a dam and they're about to shoot him. And he goes, just too far off. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the news this year has been way more mental than movies. So I'd imagine uh, Hollywood producers may well be quite keen to just hire journalists to write movies because we have been writing basically crazy movie scripts all year every day yeah over and over yeah. again so i'm probably all of a sudden quite well qualified to write an over-the-top james bond film anyway uh roundabout way of saying that walt disney world's water parks won't reopen until 2021 <laughs> uh, so, so uh yes everyone out there you've got uh six months seven months to uh, sort out your abs. Uh, I'll be I'll be watching closely. Uh, staying uh, with Disney, Josh. This is more positive news. I feel now. It feels like a while ago that we were talking about this, um, the Beauty and the Beast ride, the Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, uh, trackless dark ride to be specific. That's opening at Tokyo Disneyland, which we should have gone to in March, Josh. <laughs> anyway. Um, we talked about this some time ago when Disney put out that incredible video showing the animatronics, audio animatronics of Belle and her horse. And uh, I mean, it basically looked like Red Dead Redemption come to life. That horse was very impressive looking. And uh, but, but the technology seemed so such a massive step forward in terms of audio animatronic technology that the ride always felt to me like a kind of distant dream. Like, oh, that looks so good. That must be some way off. Uh, and now all of a sudden it's coming in uh, less than two weeks, uh, September 28th at Tokyo what, Disneyland. What? Yeah. Exciting, eh? Um, I, I remember you being similarly impressed by the 
by the quality of the animatronics that they showed. Oh yeah, that thing's uh, that thing looked really awesome. Mm. Um, I can't believe it's so it's coming so soon. I better go back to Tokyo. Well, oh, back. Ouch. Yeah. Um, better go to Tokyo. We better. Yeah, we will do that trip. We will do that trip <laughs> at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's part of a, of a larger expansion. So there's three attractions all opening. Uh, should have been four, as we'll get to. But as well as Beauty and the Beast, we're also going to have the Happy Ride with Baymax, uh, which is got a bog, bog standard spinner. Uh, and then you're also going to get Mini Style Studio, which is a meet and greet. Uh, they're going to spread across three lands in the park. Just to reiterate, this is the the classic Disneyland park, not Disney Sea. Uh, and then the fourth attraction, which was to be a Broadway-style musical um, called Mickey's Magical Music World, uh, will instead debut at a later date. I assume, I don't know, I assume shows are are not running right now at theme parks and certainly not in the same way that they would have previously given social distancing so it's not a surprise to me that a new theater show is being uh, delayed but um uh, yeah disney disney uh, musicals at the parks are normally pretty good i think especially from what i've seen of the japan offerings um yeah, it's all a bit weird though, right? Because well, because obviously in America, all of the actors are unionized, so mm. most of that stuff isn't happening right now because it's all you know union disputes and that sort of thing. So most of the stages are being used for musical events rather instead. You know, um, like the mariachi band from Mexico is playing in one of the stages at uh, Epcot, um, and someone else is playing. Uh, I think it's one of the uh, like the symphonic orchestra or something, like Disney symphonic orchestra maybe, is playing at where Beauty and the Beast usually is, at Hollywood Studios. Mm. And so, of course they're uh, closing the Voyage of the Little Mermaid at Hollywood Studios, that show. Yeah, but that's like sort of un- like officially, unofficially yes, no. It's kind of weird at the moment, right? Because mm. they I have said no, it's not going, but also they've taken the sign down. It's kind of... Right. Weird, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll we'll wait and see on that one, I suppose. Uh, I mean, Hollywood Studios for years. I, maybe that maybe it's just kind of for old times' sake. They're like, well, we spent years tearing stuff down, and we haven't done it for a while. Let's j- just tear something down. I want to know how it feels. Because um, they've oh, yeah, been yeah. been in the habit of putting oh. new stuff up of late. But um, bring back the Eiffel Tower. Oh, <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Good times. Uh, yeah, so some exciting stuff there for Tokyo Disneyland uh, coming on the 28th of September. Uh, and capacity will be li- capacity at the park overall is limited, but the specific attractions it will also be limited. They're going to be using the app to manage the crowds uh, in the rides uh, and in their associated shops and dining areas as well. Um, as far as I've seen, there hasn't really been much in the way of of extra behind the scenes footage or trailers or anything from the Beauty and the Beast ride other than that clip that came out quite some time ago now that we spoke about it on the podcast which showed uh, Belle and her horse specifically but um, yeah if you haven't seen it or you need to be reminded of just how good it looked uh, worth checking out because uh, it looked it still looks good in 2020 let alone when we first got a glimpse of it which I think might have been back in like late 2018 or early 2019 
but yeah, yeah still looks above and beyond plenty of other animatronic technology uh, that is still uh, that is currently at those parks. But uh, so, Josh, when are we going to go? When are we going to go? Um, I don't. Hmm. I twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Oh, I can't. I can't. I don't think I can go twenty twenty two. I think I'm going to Florida. You're going to Florida in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two. Oh. What's wrong with 2021? Is that just you not thinking that travel will be on the cards by then? Uh, yeah, like, I don't I don't really want to go to Japan for it to be a kind of not full experience, you know? Right, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I haven't really it's been keeping track trip. of... I haven't really been keeping up with Japan on the coronavirus front lately. I don't really know how they have been getting on. Um I think that they're doing pretty well, but the problem is, is that obviously everyone is still in this sort of hypersensitive mode where anything can happen at any moment. Yeah. So um, you don't want to go there and suddenly you're in a lockdown and game over. No, no, you don't. Um, cool. Well, moving on from Disney, uh, we've got some quotes from a uh, Comcast CEO Brian Roberts here about Universal theme parks. It's been, you know, uh, you know, Universal parks have obviously been reopening bit by bit over the last few months. The Orlando parks were kind of first out the gate. The Osaka park has reopened as well. Obviously, Hollywood has not. Um, but there have been, you know, I think generally people have been quite happy when we had um, the guys from Theme Park Express on not that long ago, uh, Adrian, and, and he was talking about how he, by and large, was pretty impressed with how things were running at Universal, certainly compared to uh, SeaWorld and Busch Gardens at the time in terms of COVID safety and, and, and the measures they had in place. But there have also been some sort of less good headlines in terms of, you know, layoffs and people being furloughed and rides closing, you know, almost changing to kind of a seasonal model stuff like fast and the furious supercharged i know no one is particularly mourning that ride but um, gutted tom gutted <laughs> but uh yeah it's still not a great look to see you know half a dozen attractions or so closed uh and of course josh we still uh we still don't know anything about this jurassic park roller coaster what Jurassic Park roller coaster? <laughs> this, uh, there's a Jurassic Park roller coaster apparently being built at Islands of Adventure. Uh, it's in the Jurassic Park land, would you believe? It has a top hat manoeuvre. Apparently it looks quite impressive what? out in front of the Discovery Centre and what? running out onto the lagoon. Do you not know anything about this? No, I do, actually. I do. Um, have you seen... Uh, the, obviously, the train is now on the track. They're starting to build some of the buildings. It looks really cool. Um, it does coming along some raptors have been placed by the track as well they're still wrapped up though in sort of high-tech cling film which i find quite funny because <laughs> they're so blatantly you know that they've been wrapped it's like when you it's it's like when you get something for christmas and it's and it's not in a box you know it's like if you get a guitar for christmas and it's not in a box it's been wrapped up and you look at it and it's like well this could only be one thing <laughs> how do i feign my surprise oh. um um, it's like yeah, that because uh, it's not like it's raptors be a in boxes. World ride though, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I mean the raptors are. I mean the raptors were uh, a big part of Jurassic Park, of course, but they they were also a big part of Jurassic World. They were they were the they were the true heroes of the story in many ways. Ugh. Ugh. I know. Oh gosh. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. So Bri is, 
Blue's going to be on the ride, right? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, and and Chris Pratt as well. He's going to be on every because he's not getting he's not making any movies right now. So he's just going to be on every every roller coaster, every train that goes through. Chris Pratt is on board. If they run two trains at the same time, then he's got to jump out of one and jump in the other one. Is that yes. Helpful? Yes. Yeah. He sits in the front like ET, and he's in a little basket right. with a blanket over his head. <laughs> Does he pop up? He pops up, yeah. Uh, so um, Brian Roberts, by the end of the ride. Brian, Brian Roberts, the CEO of Comcast, obviously owns Universal. Uh, he's been talking about the fact that actually they're still, well, they're, they're pretty happy with how things are going. So uh, I've got some quotes from him here. Uh, he was talking at a conference for investors uh, and a, kind of the way he sees theme park, the theme park industry going over the next little while. Uh, so he did say, and he did acknowledge that he expects there are plenty of people who simply will not turn up until there is a vaccine. Uh, I think that seems fairly likely that that is the case, I think both in terms of locals, but I think more significantly in terms of tourists. Uh, I think people are going to be very sketchy about travelling, especially long haul, until there is a vaccine. Uh, but uh, he said that as well. He, he's feeling pretty comfortable with the uh, with the kind of crowds that they're getting in at the moment. He says, "I think we've given them reason to be comfortable. We've put in what we think are the best possible protocols and safety that the experts locally have advised. The consumer results and satisfaction scores show they are very overwhelmingly comfortable. The customers that have come to both Orlando and Osaka." Uh, it's about 25% of our usual attendance. Some days are more, some days are less. Uh, but he says the reaction overall has been good. Uh, and he says, we hope to open Hollywood in the foreseeable future, which is very vague. <laughs> so uh, it's impossible to know exactly when that's yeah. going to happen. But um, Thanks, Guy. Yeah, indeed. So... Um, yeah, yeah, overall he seems fairly happy. I mean, he, I, I think they've also reiterated, I think I saw a headline in the past week or so that they, they you know, was sort of playing down suggestions that Epic Universe could be at risk completely because of the coronavirus pandemic and the impact on the bottom line. Uh, they've only said that development has kind of been paused, but there's no suggestion at the moment that it will not resume. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean... How sceptical are you about Epic Universe? Do you think that thing's going to happen? Um, it's weird, right? Because they've, they've they must have dumped a fair chunk of money in, into it because they uh, bought all the land, they've started working on the land, they've announced the park. Uh, it's true, they've announced that park. They haven't even announced the Jurassic Road Coaster, <laughs> but they have announced a theme park that wasn't due for another four years. And may not now, well, will now be uh, even further away. I don't think they make it. And I think they blame money issues. And part of you goes, well, your Universal Comcast, whatever, you've got loads of money, just build it. Eventually you'll make the profit back because it's Universal and you've got some mad properties. You're going to have Super Nin you're going to have Mario, you're going to have more Harry Potter, you're going to have How to Train Your Dragon. You know, it's, you're, it's, you're going to make the money back eventually, so just build it. Build it and they will come. Yes, I, I will. I've had enough of these big companies complaining about not having money when they're making shed loads of profit every year. Yeah. Come buy me a house in Greenwich, why don't you, Brian Roberts? Yeah. Um, Never like the guy. Don't even know who he is. <laughs> 
yes, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like it may well not happen. But I do think at least that some of the plans will be, in that case, reimagined for other for existing parks. There's no way that Nintendo doesn't get put into a Florida park. You know, that deal... It was probably signed on the proviso. I know, obviously, Japan, it's important for it to be in Japan, but also probably on the proviso that, okay, well, the next priority has surely got to be Florida because that is the, that's the top destination as far as Universal theme parks go. So if Epic Universe doesn't yeah. happen for whatever reason, then maybe they revive the old plans that we've all heard so much about to have it at Kids Zone, or you know, maybe they come up with something else. They split it between Universal and Islands of Adventure. We'll have to wait and see. I really hope the park happens, obviously, but I think if it does, it will probably be quite different to how it was originally envisaged. But uh, yeah, I could see it not happening at this point. It'll just turn into it's just uh, going to turn into housing. It's London Resort all over again. <laughs> It'll just be Florida Mall too. Um, no, no one does anyone shopping malls anymore. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I went to Blue Water last week, Josh. Niche local content here, uh, but our local shopping centre. I went to Blue Water on Sunday. I went to Blue Water for the first time since before lockdown, and it was pretty busy. Uh, it was on a Saturday evening, and yeah, there were plenty of people about, and most people were wearing masks. I mean, it's Blue the law, so weird. they should damn well be wearing masks. But I guess I'm still pleasantly surprised overall by mask adherence. I see a lot of people being quite. Uh, sort of um, snipey about mask wearing on you know social media and stuff and look you know everyone will have different experiences there may well be people who go out and feel like no one's wearing masks but by and large when I've been out on public transport and in indoor public places uh, I have found the mask adherence to be not perfect but pretty good don't know about you you've been out much Um, are you still in quarantine Josh because your parents got back from Spain uh, so technically, I was never in quarantine. It, the uh, weird rules over here are stupid. Um, that's true. Weird well, rules over well, here are stupid. I'm, I'm going to run that as a headline at work tomorrow. <laughs> because even though my parents were on lockdown for two weeks, um, and I live in the same house, I didn't have to quarantine until one of them had symptoms. Right. By the rules. Okay. And that's the two weeks passed? It has. It passed uh, as of recording yesterday. Ah, and no symptoms? No symptoms. Excellent. We're safe. Yeah. You're safe. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, right, well, the final news item that I have is a an expansion coming to Portaventura, uh, which we... Uh, occasionally talk about i i've never been to port aventura i can't re- i can i always forget have you uh, i have not it's on the list um i've eyeballed it a couple of times um there was potentially a chance of me going back in may if my because uh, i would have driven down to meet my parents down on the spanish coast and i would have gone via port aventura but it didn't happen obviously when shall we go when shall we go for park rush uh, I'm not keen on Spain. Spain, uh, Spain still have to do the two weeks lockdown, which seemed long. I mean, I what else are you going to do? You're at home either working or streaming theme park games. It, your life yeah, isn't going like, to change much if you're mandated to stay at home. No offense. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can still go. Well, I can't right now because I'm injured, but uh, exactly, I can still technically go and play football. Mm. Yeah, because. Oh. 
I could I could go out twice a week to play football twice a week and be w- well within the laws of this mad country. Are there any are there any theme parks you could feasibly get to right now? I mean, because Thorpe Park and Alton Towers presumably are actually doesn't feel like they've been open for very long. I mean, somehow I think it's been over two months since you were at those parks, which is crazy to me that it's already been two months. But they'll be coming up on closing again soon, just even if they're not told to, but just because of their seasonal operation. So then all of a sudden you're going to be looking, well, okay, what theme parks can I get to that are abroad? Uh, Sorry if people heard a. I think that was a motorbike driving past. I didn't close my window before recording. That's very unprofessional of me. Uh, so the ones that you wouldn't have to do lockdown. So uh, Germany and Italy you can go to without going into lockdown. Um, in theory, if you were willing to uh, not get out of your car in France, you could drive to Germany. Uh, it's not a short drive <laughs> from uh, the Eurotunnel to Germany. But if you didn't get out of your car... Uh, until you got reached Germany and then the same on the way back, you wouldn't have to quarantine for two weeks. Great. That's that sounds like a challenge. Or a, uh, like a bet. It could be like a like a two hour drive, something like that, maybe. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop as soon as you get into Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That sounds doable. Um as we've said many times, some of those German theme parks are they're going to have to be done at some point. They look awesome. Um, yeah, I kind of want to do some of the ones in Italy as well. Like, uh, mm. was it Gardaland? That's Italy, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I want to do that. Uh, but Porto Ventura, now this is crazy to me. They signed a deal with La Liga, which is the top football league in Spain, uh, to right. basically come up with a sort of themed land. <laughs> so this is a, this would be like the Premier League having a presence at Alton Towers. Okay. Uh, so, so, this, so this is interesting, though. I feel because obviously Porto Ventura, based near Barcelona, mm. well known for their dislike of the rest of Spain. Yes. Yes, uh, indeed. So interesting. Yeah. So got, it's a it's a three phase development. I'm reading this report on Theme Park Insider. It's quite confusing. So it's going to kick off with an app-based game called The Beat Challenge, which the park has described as a multidisciplinary experience constructed around unique storytelling. (laughs) That is the worst Uh... PR puff I've ever read. I mean, that means nothing. (laughs) Players, Alex Hunter on your phone. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, you, it could be the guy from Goal. Uh, who's, oh, yes, what's, his, course, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, goal and obviously Goal 2. Yes, sorry. Uh, so, uh, it's, yeah, as I say, it's called the Beat Challenge. Uh, the home for the Beat Challenge inside the park will be a new La Liga-themed restaurant and shop. Uh, an accompanying licensing deal will make Porto Ventura World the official theme park partner for La Liga over the next 15 years. Uh, so here's a quote, which it, this may well end up being one of those quotes that I commit to reading out and then stop halfway through when I realise it shares no valuable information whatsoever. So forgive me if this turns out to be the case. But this is from David Garcia. He's the managing director of Porto Ventura. And he said, The Beat Challenge not only brings together Porto Ventura World with a leader in the sphere of sporting events and entertainment, but will also project Porto Ventura World beyond the resort, reaching home cities and football stadiums. 
Tom. Uh. Tom. Tom. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, rather confusingly also, this new attraction is going to be anchored uh, by a building themed to look like a lighthouse. I don't know what the football connotation is there, but there you have it. Um, Great. Yeah. Uh, this first phase, which, again, as it's, it's an app. It's a game on an app and a restaurant and a lighthouse. <laughs> it's going to cost 10 million euros. And then and there's going to be 40 million euros spent on a second phase, which will include another attraction themed to La Liga. And then a third phase costing 100 million euros, which will apparently bring a La Liga theme park to the resort as a whole. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I mean, because there's that Ferrari land, which is also a Porta yes. Ventura thing. So I, I guess yeah. you could maybe look to that for some idea of of what they might come up with. I don't know how would a football ro- what would the what would the 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 background to a football roller coaster be a launch coaster and the 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 car is a ball being kicked by Lionel Messi. <laughs> would that work? Is that an idea that you could uh, get behind? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean or like a very twisty turny roller coaster and you're the ball and you're being dribbled around by Lionel Messi. Um, can we do, uh, hmm. basically I just want the, do you know the Nike ad? Which one? There's so, been lots of good uh, Nike ads down the years. All of them. All of them. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, all of the, the Nike ones where ads. you're, you're the player, like one of the ones where you're the player. From the like first per- from a first person perspective. Yes. Right. One of them, but it's, uh, I don't know, Ratatouille. it's like the Ratatouille ride but from you as a football player they're just going to set up a load of FIFA kiosks that's what this is going to be they're going to spend £100 million on some FIFA kiosks players Um, Alex Hunter uh, exactly players Alex Hunter or Santiago Muniz is that the goal man that is the goal man. That's the goal man. I wonder what he's I'm doing with his life right now. He's probably depressingly old, isn't he? He's probably like in his 40s or something. And it's... Well, I didn't know that there was a third goal film. I think I did know that, but what it's about, I am not sure. Um, I don't know. No. Um, no, I don't know either. Well, uh, I, I mean, please be excited. It's still for, him. He's still in it. For uh, La Liga World at Porta Ventura. That sounds that sounds potentially great. Um, potentially great. Yeah. He uh, he was born in seventy eight. What does that make him? Uh, well, that makes him forty two. No. Yes. Yeah. Scary. He was in the remake of Dallas in twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen. Okay. He was in CSI Miami, um, and he seems like he's been in like maybe some like Mexican cartel. Shows maybe I don't know. Right. Well, um, it's not ringing any bells. I can't say I'm a. I, I can't say I've been a keen follower of his career since goal. But uh, maybe I no. should be. Maybe I need to fix that. Um. No. Okay. Um. No. I I plan to spend all of my free time over the next week, Josh, playing Disneyland Adventures. Well, uh, same. But I'll be live streaming, so 
but only on Thursday. But only on Thursday. But well, and like Tuesday, but Tuesday will be a different game. Yes, park attack. Yes, excellent. Um, have you got anything else to add, Josh? Uh, any 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 news? Any any random thoughts, thing parks or otherwise that you need to get off your chest on this here podcast? Uh. No, uh, Kieran Dye has uh, is on IMDb. Did you know? Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Why is he on IMDb oh, yeah. for? Is he in goal? Because oh, he's in goal. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So is uh, Martin Tyler. Um, all of the Real Madrid team. <laughs> Great. That's all I got. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's useful knowledge. Yeah. It'll come up in a pub quiz one day. Um, Name a new, name a former Newcastle United player who's got an IMDb page. Kieran Dyer. Yeah. Sorted. Uh, well, uh, if people want to watch you stream Parkitect on Tuesday and Disneyland Adventures on Thursday, uh, so when I say people who might want to watch that, that's me, uh, your mum. Uh, no, and, she doesn't want to watch it. And... Um, I guess hey, you might there. you might have it up on an on a second screen to check it's working and that's that's a viewer yeah. technically speaking. Yep. Cool. Okay. That's well, true. for all those people, uh, you can do that at twitch.tv/parkrush. Yeah. Uh, you Schedule's can, on there. Uh, oh, excellent. That's 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 very useful information for the uh, two or three people out there who may yeah. be interested. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Parkrush Podcast. You can find uh, the show at parkrush.com. You can email the show podcast at parkrush.com. And you can, of course, subscribe if you would like to and haven't already on your preferred podcasting app of choice. Uh, I think that is everything. Uh, so take it easy, everybody. Uh, uh, don't get coronavirus. Uh, sounds rough. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.